When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rana, this is what people need to know about the profession. It is fly by the seat of your pants. Explain it to them because I know I'm inside. I'm in the eye of the hurricane. Okay. I know, Rana. I yeah. know. And and I this was- This is broadcast news as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, I was you know, the opposite. Sliding on my knees to bring the tape. That's you were Joan Cusack in broadcast yeah, news. exactly. <laughs> That's exactly who that I That is am. such a great scene. She's so phenomenal in Amazing. that. Amazing. Amazing Joan Cusack. The real yeah. genius in that family, Joan. Absolutely. Listen, yeah. everyone do yourselves a favor, and this is homework. Just YouTube the Joan Cusack scene, newsroom scene in broadcast news, and you will literally LOL. Incredible. Incredible. The timing of that. Oh, But anyway, you were going to say, fly yes. back. You, you were talking about the profession, which a lot of people don't know too much about because they're no, not well, this profession, in show business. It's very fly by the seat of your pants. You know, I mean, we book people and then there's a snowstorm. We book people and then they end up having to cancel the last minute. And then Adam O'Byrne has to find a new guest and da 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 We're biting our nails and we don't know how it's going to end. And Ron is keeping her cool, but I know she's a little tense. And I my foot is not off by that point. But we have a guest we didn't anticipate having this week. We had scheduled them for another week, but now they're this week. What are you telling everyone all of this for? Ronnie, because I need to share my experience with people about stress <laughs> and about self-care. Like, I really tried to ignore anything that was happening and really just breathe and not answer my phone during all this craziness. Which everyone appreciated. Thank you. Well, you know, happy <laughs> As Brian. we were trying to schedule, everyone really appreciated that you decided to take a step back. Well, I just had to really calm my nerves over this one. <laughs> People don't understand. I don't have anything to do with the booking of the guests, but I d- am allowed to react. I think they do understand. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> but you are allowed to react. It's true. Yeah. And so I reacted very nervously, although I'm so excited to talk we to. have a fabulous guest today. Honestly, his podcast yeah. sounds so entertaining, and he also had yeah. someone a list and also someone Crazy. iconic. We're gonna on ask the show. Him I can't wait to talk it. to him. He had yeah. Emma Thompson on his podcast. I cannot even. We're gonna. I mean, who even? I didn't even know if that was a legitimate possibility in the universe. And pardon me, she came to him. So we're gonna talk to him about that when he comes on. I have a statement on the Brits. I'm gonna tell you something. Oh, I do think there's something about. These iconic British actresses specifically that seem like they love a joke. And they like when you think of like Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, all these women love to be a little bit naughty on the off camera. They just want to have a good time. They just want to have a good time. And Emma Thompson seems like, I mean, I know she's a bit younger, but she seems like the same sort of idea of that. Oh, yeah. What we would call a broad, and they would probably call a dame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is Emma Thompson a dame? I guess we'll ask him. She is a dame. I don't know she, whether she's renounced it, but she is a dame. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. But we'll ask Bridget when he gets here. 
Yes. Well, that's Bridger of Madison County. The Bridger of Madison County. Honestly. <laughs> I want to ask if he's a big Bridgerton fan. That's what I'm excited to ask him about. Yes. Because I, Steve, if there was your called Ronatin, I'd have to watch it. Of course. And if he's auditioned, I hope I hope he would go, hi, this is Bridger for Bridgerton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm five foot two and a half. And yeah. yeah. And I am only, I only do full frontal. And I'm based in uh, Provo, Utah or wherever. We're going to find out. Correct. Uh, I have to tell you, it's been a week for me because after the mischief maker we had on last week. Oh my gosh, Rana. Margaret? Yeah. I have been bombarded with, you know, people have to stop bombarding. What are they bombarding you with this week? All people want to talk about is plant-based BDSM. That's what they want to talk about. What are they saying, Rana? Stopping me at Shoebies. Stopping me here and there. Oh, just curious. And, you know, do your own Googles. Or talk to Margaret. It's got nothing to do with me. That we just brought it up. But it makes me wonder about the content of the show, whether we should be screening the content of the show more. Absolutely not, Rana. This is, listen. See, this, this is, is the problem. The show has become really Brian content, not Rana content, I think. You know what, Rana? It's about time. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about um, the, the, the little Italian village with one rock. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you, to be honest. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually am so excited to check out that series for real. I have a very, well, you better hurry up because you know things like to leave oh, Criterion. God, I know they leave so fast on there. It makes me so anxious the way things come and go on Criterion. Me so too. Well, by the yeah. way, this is a good time to announce, yes, announce our quiff, right? Oh, sure. Or will that be over? I It'll get so confused, over. Rana. Okay, It'll this is a good time over. to announce our book. Yeah. Speaking of Brian-centric, yeah, this quiff we're reading, A Children's Bible by Lydia Malay. Well, first of all, it's the Carriage, it's Carriage House Book Club. It's not quiff. We're not reading it for quiff. No, I know, but I mean, technically, I visualize everything that's in the book. But oh, yes, okay. That's true. You did, you did let us know that you acted out the last scene in Hamnet. I did act out the last yeah. scene in Hamlet. So I did it is my a arm visual raise, experience. Yeah. the one between the character Hamlet and Shakespeare playing the ghost. What a book! I have to say. Oh, I oh, thought I you were. I thought you were acting out her in the audience. I was, but oh, she okay. she puts her hand out kind of between, yes. as not literally ha- between. As they're having their moment, she reaches to join she the moment. Out. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. That's to, what to, I acted. To touch the ghost of her son. Exactly. That's what I For did. just to feel his corporeal being for just one moment more. Correct. Yeah. Oh, In God. The, I'm going to have a heartbreak just thinking about it. I almost read that book over again. It's I was, so good. That book stuck with me so much, I almost thought about reading it again. It's so good. God, So that, I that was Hamnet by Ma- Margaret or Maggie O'Farrell. By which Mitch O'Connell. Which yes. Made, by Mitch Album. Right. Who also wrote Friday Night Lights. Who we, uh, no, which we read last month. This month, last month. It was our last book. But now we're reading a children's Bible by Lydia Millet. It's, or Millet. It sounds very dark, but fun. And I think it's sort of like a Lord of the Flies style thing, except it's a bunch of rich people who the parents rent this enormous palace for the summer and the kids do their own thing. And it gets a think pretty, pretty upsetting. Well, this was your pick. This is the the Brian Carachus book club selection. 
So I'm looking forward to either loving it or hating it. I encourage people to <laughs> read this in public. And then when children come up and ask, oh, because it's a colorful cover, you yeah. read them the book. You read them the book in front of you and tell them. Well, that they've they got to, to find listen. out sometime. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of books, we're talking Patreon right now. So join us, patreon.com slash askrana if you want to join the Carriage House Book Club. But yeah. we are taking the book club to the free feed for the first time ever. One on week exactly after 420. April 20, that's exactly right. I know you, that's your calendar. You're always 420. That's then right. 420 Pride, then Christmas. That's those me. Are your three, those are your big benchmarks. For yes. The year. Uh, your tent poles, events. Yep. Uh, so one week after 420, 427, yeah. Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, Carriage House Sweetheart, Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. That's so cute. She is. Will be joining us to discuss her new book, Good Company, which comes out April 6th. Yeah. And so, what we want pe- to encourage already people to getting do, fabulous reviews, Ron. Incredible, all over the place. The, yeah. The, I mean, she's being covered all over the place, yeah. which is no surprise because she wrote the fabulous Nest, national Nest. bestseller. Yeah. Uh, so what we want to encourage people to do is they can go, I prefer they do it. They can do it any way they want, but I prefer they do it this way. If they mm-hmm. go to our link tree and they pre-order Cynthia's book, uh, first of all, it helps support the show because we get about a penny from every sale, uh, Listen, but that's a penny. We, it's a penny we didn't have. Excuse yeah, exactly. I don't leave the pennies. I take the pennies. That's correct. And we've got to keep the lights on in the carriage house, of course. Yeah, I mean, we uh, definitely do. So if they go through the link tree on our Instagram or they go to a page on Bookshop, which supports local bookstores, or if they want to go to the Ask Rana shop on sure. Amazon, if they're Amazon people, they can do that. But order the book through us. Yes. So we can keep, and also it helps us keep track of it because we sort of know how many people are joining us to read that way. We, if we know how many copies we sold, basically. Exactly. Which is important for us in case we ever want to expand our book club. We've got to know how hot our presses are. Are people paying attention? Are people interested in these kind of events that we're putting our heart and soul and blood into? By the way, I'm already writing a memoir about my experience on this show. Oh, I can't. I can't wait not to read it. Don't you love reading people's memoirs, Rana? Well, that's what I'm going to do. Maybe for April, I'm going to read a memoir. Yeah, book, it's more of a Patreon diary of how I felt right after we recorded and then another section of how I felt the next day. I see. And yeah. did you hire a ghostwriter or are you doing it yourself? I'm ta- I'm talking to um to <laughs> someone who should rena- name re- remain <laughs> ghosty. Uh, yeah. It was someone who had contributed uh once or twice on uh Gawker and he was a freelance at HuffPo, so yeah. Oh. Yeah. They've got the credentials. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so in any event, pre-order the book. My understanding, Brian, when you pre-order is the book arrives on the day the book comes out. Like a gift you forgot you ordered. Yeah. So the book comes out April 6th. You'll receive the book April 6th, I believe. Or Correct. Th- right there, April 6th. Right around April there, 7th. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what's so fun about a pre-order. Because you order it, you forget, and then it arrives the day the book comes out. Exactly. We want and then you're like, oh my God, I forgot it. I ordered a book. And then a paperweight. <laughs> and then we want people to send us if they have questions or comments about the book that they're hoping that we'll discuss with the author. She will be here with us on the 27th. So they should try and get those to us about around, I don't know, 
the 20th or something, just because I'm not sure. Around 420. Because yes. I'm not positive what day, what day we're meeting with her. And 420, we're going to blow our brains out with marijuana anyway. Yes. So we won't be able to. We'll have to record by four, before 420. Rana. Yeah. Is it legal in Massachusetts? I don't, I actually don't smoke weed that often. Is it, is it legal or take it or eat it? Yes. Medical marijuana is, is legal in Massachusetts. Oh, so you need yeah. a prescription for it? Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll write one. Yeah. I'll tell you, we can get your blue breeze. Exactly. Yeah. Rana, did people ever think you, like, would people ever go to you because, and to get prescriptions written? Like, were they, would they be like, Rana, can you ask Bob to write me a prescription for? Blank. That's an interesting question. There was uh, a woman at the tennis club really? who used to try to make her rounds a little bit. She used to try to get all the doctors to write her a little prescription. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I remember she was trying very hard to play tennis, to play doubles with me. Uh, but that was never going to happen because I was really a hot pairing. I mean, people always wanted to play doubles with me. I bet. I'm an absolute animal at the net. I was going to say, are you good at the net? I'm not and actually good I, at the I'm net. I'm incredible at the net. Of course you're not. You drop the racket and run in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy it at the net. I it's coming right at me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just holding yeah. it with two hands the in front of me. The secret to the net is you have to attack. Yeah. But don't put too speed. much on it. Let the, uh, let, you know, let the ball, use the motion of the ball against Correct. itself. Correct. Everything gets It's reactive. really about direction. Yes. Uh, and I have an incredible backhand. I'll say that. I always did. Always do. Right. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to see it sometime, Lana. Uh, maybe we'll play now that we have the, the snow. Are you kidding? I would melt. be so scared to play with you, Rana. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. I'd shoot. I'd aim for your feet every time. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to do? With people uh -huh. that are scaredy cats like you, <gasps> you are. Oh, God. Yeah. Didn't someone just get shot in the feet? Yes. It was Megan the Stallion. Oh, that's right. She did. Yes. Yeah. She did. By she did. Tra not Trey Songs, but someone like that. A yes. name like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and she wasn't going to stay quiet about it. God bless No. Her. And the people wanted no. her to, but. No, she was too. That's he why was I love an, her. He's a Canadian rapper. She's a big star. Why should she keep quiet? Yeah. She's great. And if you haven't seen yeah. another YouTube, if you haven't seen her SNL performance of Savage, it's so good. You should YouTube it. And if you haven't seen Rana and Brian watching WAP, go to youtube.com slash Correct. Yeah. There's a lot now, you can do there. And by the way, we are so close to Rana eating ramen, everybody. We're so close to Rana. I don't think we're very close. I'm not very close to eating raw ramen. We're closing in. But we, the Instagram numbers have been ticking up, Rana. We got to get to 2,600 on Patreon and 10,000 mm -hmm. on Instagram. So, And then you will see Rana eat raw the, ramen. I'm getting the feeling people don't care whether I eat it or not. And that's fine with me because I don't care either. Rana, I got another, like maybe two- DMs this week about how people eat raw ramen themselves and we the way it. they do it. And I said, don't ever let Rana know you sent this because she has had it up to here. We with get raw it. Talk. We get it. Yeah. yeah. I but get it's, you know it. what? It, it's very reassuring to get in my inbox every day. Something that starts with, you're not crazy. You are not alone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, why don't you read a couple of reviews and then we're going to bring on our fabulous guest. Okay, great. Let's do it. Okay, very kind reviews, Rana. Five stars only per huge. Everyone really knocks it out of the park when it comes to this stuff. I got to tell you. With the so, review, we have wonderful, well, we have wonderful fans who write wonderful reviews. I have correct. to say, when they write a review, they go for it. 
correct. They put, they're paying attention. River, who Phoenix. lists their pronouns, they, them, says, okay. do yourself a favor and get into this podcast. Ron is like a fabulously cool aunt giving you tips and advice that are way out of your league. Excuse me. I'll never be as elegant and sagely as she. But listening to the podcast makes me feel like I'm trying her lotion or using the perfect cutting remark that she taught me. Ask Rana elevates my experience. Five stars only. Fabulous. And then- Is it sagely or sagacious? I think it's sagacious. He said sagely. I think it's saga- I elegant and sagacious. Yeah. They said. I understand. What they. Yes. Wait, what were the pronouns? They, them. Yep. Oh, they, them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they said. But anyway, Correct. I'm, just, I'm just issuing a pre uh, spontaneous- Correction. Someone else says, saved me in the Texas storm. When my husband and I lost power and internet for three days in the Texas winter storm, we had nothing to do in the evenings to keep us entertained. However, one night we cuddled in our blankets, sat by the fire, and listened to this podcast. Like, we, I really hope you didn't waste your battery on that, but maybe they had a backup. And listened to this podcast like we were in the 1920s listening to a radio show. Oh, so cute. And you know what? It was absolutely lovely. As always, they kept us absolutely entertained and distracted from the perils of real life. Very nice. That I love a timely and geographically appropriate uh, review. I know you do, Rana. Yeah. An unrivaled And I'm happy pair. all those people that power's back on just in time for the governor to let them all go back out and get coronavirus from each other. Yeah, exactly. Who I'm is so this thrilled. guy? Greg, Greg Abbott. Abbott. Yeah, where'd he come from? Well, do you want to know the absolute worst, not the worst, but one of the worst things about him? Definitely. He was lieutenant governor for a long time. Okay. Um, so he is, uh, he has no feeling or anything. He's in a wheelchair. He has no feeling or anything in his legs. He's oh. paralyzed from the waist down. How did it happen? Was he on a riverboat? I can't know. He was, a tree of his next door neighbors was struck by lightning and the tree fell on him. Huh? <gasps> yeah, it fell over on his property on him and he sued them. Huh. But yeah. And then there was a bill uh, before the state legislature. Oh, that, no. Don't tell me. Yes, that was for um, more ex- accessible ramps for people yeah, at like government places. Yeah, like an ADA places. bill. Yeah. And he was the most vocal opponent of it. Yeah. Talk about I some self-hatred. It. I get it. Yeah. yeah. He's that's the only he one. Yeah, he's the only one. Correct. So that's I got is. so steamed today. I read... It made it steamed me and it made me laugh at the same time. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was buried, and his wife said he was he was. I wish once, it had been alive. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and his wife said he was one step from a president. She said it was just like he was married. He was buried at Island because they put a flag on his coffin. It was just like he was buried at Arlington Cemetery. He's he was really one step from a president. So and these I, people just, actually were crazy. I just thought, where did he find her? And then she talked about She's how their a true first believer. date. He was he lit was so kind and such a great listener and so funny. Yeah, she. Oh yeah, she's a true believer for sure. She said, uh, "Don't worry, she's going to keep the movement going." But for her to say that he was one step from a president, I, I mean, he was about absolutely. Uh, he was not even one step to being a president. No, I mean, not even <laughs> no. He was once one step from a pre- from a president from a president standing next to Trump. Yeah, yeah. that's where he was. That's one about, step exactly. from a president. Yeah, correct. But in any event, and we have one more very quick review that I okay. really want to get in because I think it's an important one. Okay. Onzaton 
calls us an unrivaled pair. Onzaton? Onzaton. Tonsaton? Tonsaton. Do you know what Tonsaton is? I don't. Is it something with it the tonsils? It was a French clothing label in the 80s, Tonsaton. Really? Everybody wore the Tonsaton sweatsuits and the Tonsaton, you know, casual Did they wear. have menswear yeah. and women's wear? It was like a unisex, you know, colorful, okay. bright, like a Benetton, but Got more it. French. Yeah. Okay. Well, Anzaton says we're an unrivaled pair. The advice sometimes catches me off guard because I'm often laughing to tears. Rana is a sage. There we go again. Yeah. Rana is a sage. And code I just name want to make Code sure word I'm- old. Old Bones Not Glickman. Tr- wise, That's what, Rana. Brilliant. Old Bones Glickman. Yeah. They mean brilliant. Rana yeah. is a sage. And this part, I don't know if the handwriting's small. I'll have to read it kind of slowly. And yes, <sighs> you two will have a crush on Brian. Wow. Huh. You too will have a crush on Brian? Mm-hmm. Like T-O-O. Hmm. Yeah. You too will get a free microwave oven with your purchase of a, like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, of a timeshare. Correct. You too will have a crush on Brian. Correct. This yeah. person's into mind control probably. Yeah. CIA. <laughs> they work with goats and dolphins. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, Rana, should we get to our surprise guest that really isn't a surprise because we were fa- having them on anyway at some point? Yeah. yeah. Let's have a fabulous guest. Bridger of Madison County. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor Dirt FM. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Now, wait a minute, Brian. Rana. When I tell you we have the hottest show on Netflix as our guest today. When Brid- I- Bridgerton. Bridgerton's here. here. Today. Yeah. And by the way, a classic <laughs> film that got Meryl Streep an Oscar nomination. We also have the Bridger of Madison County here, <laughs> which I think is- so exciting. I'm dying to, we're going to talk all about the Bridges of Madison County in just a second. <laughs> but this guy is like hot stuff, Ron. This podcast, people are crazy about this show. Yeah. I said uh, no gifts. That's exactly what the show is, Pat. Yeah. Which means you better bring a good one. Is what that's it really right. Uh, ladies and germs. We have, what was the last time we said that? Maybe never. Ironic. I think the last time I heard it was I think Jackie Mason <laughs> when we were out at the you and Jackie were we together. We and Jackie were backstage <laughs> after a show, and it got we were sharing a corn on the cob, and it got hot. <laughs> I think I last heard it on the Muppet Show, probably, or maybe on the Muppet Show. <laughs> uh, without further ado, yes, Bridget Weiniger. Oh, you too. It's so nice to see you, Bridget. Bridget. How are you, dear? I'm doing okay. It's raining in Los Angeles, or it did rain. And, uh, you know, I've been oh. doing a lot of looking at the sky recently, just wondering what what's it's all happening. about. Right. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Where, are you married? 
Uh, I'm in a long-term relationship. Okay. My boyfriend and I, we've been together for six years. So Hmm. I don't know. How do you classify that at this point? That's fair. Okay. I didn't, we don't have to go into it. I just wanted also to know if you, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Utah, from uh, like right outside of Salt Lake City. Are you going to tell his fortune in a second? No, Ronna. I'm just gathering information. I'm only asking four questions, and then we're going to reveal your card at the end of this. I (laughs) just wanted to know what Bridger's status was in case I, you know, ran into him on Grinder or something like that. I just wanted to know. Well, you're in Marblehead, and he's in Los Angeles. So how is that going to happen? You know what? That's a great point. I really just wanted to know his status, Ronna. Wow, this is starting out aggressive. <laughs> those were fair questions. Those were, were absolutely fair questions. Were I've been they? asked those things in job interviews. Did you, you meet know? your your guy in Ohio? In Utah? In Utah? <laughs> you know what? No, we met in LA. Right. Oh. You better go take a break and come back. <laughs> How dare you, Rana? How dare you? I'm, just, I'm asking Brian's normal interview questions. <laughs> Maybe they may not be normal for the guests that we have, but they're perfectly normal questions, period. Right. Yeah. Did you, are you Mormon? Uh, former Mormon. Okay. Now, were you raised Mormon? I did want to know that. Raised Mormon. Uh, but, you know, when you come out and you're dating someone of the same sex, that's no longer uh, an option. So True. you don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. It's entirely up to you. But we, talk about whatever. But I'm, I am fascinated because, of course, I've been watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not Mormon 2.0, as they like to say. <laughs> Did you get the a Mormon formal, 2.0 thing? Not, not a thing. Yeah, not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah, because isn't it just the same rules, but you wear like heels? <laughs> well, Mormon same. 2.0. I think she drinks. She. Oh, you're right. She does drink. Yes. Uh, and uh, I don't know what other things she does. Is that she a thing? She feeds her kids Del Taco. Are you allowed to? Are you allowed to? You're not really allowed to drink, and you're not allowed to have caffeine. No. Is that right? You're not allowed to have coffee. Why coffee? Uh, this is this is a debate among Mormons. Even a lot of Mormons won't drink any caffeine. They won't drink a Coke. They won't drink tea. Well, not Lisa. Uh, she'll drink forty ounces of Diet Coke. Right. That's yeah. what mo- that's what most Mormons do. They get that sixty-four big gulp, sixty-four ounce big gulp, and oh, so fill Bill, it with Diet big gulps Coke. are a thing. Oh yeah, uh, but oh, coffee, I thought that was just her. This what about like no. iced tea? No, no. I, most okay. Mormons don't drink tea. Okay. So they, but they will go to Seven Eleven and just fill it up with a diet soda. Wow. And, you know, there's a a whole industry in Utah of these like soda drive-throughs, <laughs> where people literally go <laughs> to get like mixed sodas, like the kind like, with the machine where you're like, like a in dab New of Orleans. this, a dab of that. Where well, you get like, a margarita, you see right. bank, a bank of margaritas. Except for this is like Dr Pepper with like flavored syrup put into it. Which is just wow! So it's uh, like a Starbucks but for soda, right? Totally, and they also serve uh, sugar cookies at these places. It's not. Oh it's my! A, co- a are the very cookies dangerous good? thing for your health, Rhonda. We're gonna have I've to go to Utah. To are you I'm, to I'm ready to. I want to try those cookies. I want a cookie <laughs> and a soda. I want a uh, Dr Pepper with a little bit of orange with a little bit of vanilla. But it is very <laughs> a little creamsicle. Yeah, yeah, it's a creamsicle Dr Pepper. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting to me because Lisa, who's not my favorite on the show. No. No. And who also really shouldn't be drinking that much Diet Coke. She's already has the most anxious energy. <laughs> she's one of those people who talk, 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 talk. She just talks all the time. Mm-hmm. But she had a business meeting, Brian. 
Yeah. And they, I'm going to assume Bridge is caught up on this. Of course. And because how couldn't you be? Yeah. I want everyone Uh, to know right now that I'm very familiar with the business setting and I'm very professional (laughs) in business meetings. That's all you need to know. I'm putting that out there in case anyone wants- Then you'll appreciate this even more. Okay, great. Which is that she had a business meeting, which was already a questionable enterprise to begin with, where they were going to be (laughs) discussing the- um, grooming products that her sons who are uh four oh. 15 and uh and eight, eight had had of course come up with all by themselves because aren't kids geniuses they what really disgusting stinky teenage boy or eight-year-old you know you know puddle jumper doesn't doesn't what's the first thing he thinks of is we need to, to come up with a pomade so that the family can spend more time together Oh, brilliant. They're really so brilliant, those children. Yes. So they're incredible. All children. To the meeting. They have a meeting. And we expect Lisa to drink a big gulp. The husband brought four big gulps to the meeting. And I thought, in the history of the world, this has never happened before, that somebody brought big gulps. But now I know it's it's a Utah thing. Oh, it's absolutely a Utah thing. Did you grow up in Salt Lake City? Yeah, just outside of it. Oh wow! God, so beautiful. It really is so beautiful. Did you go on a mission? Parts of it. Yeah, uh, I partially. I went on Uh-oh. a mission for Some, like four someone months. Got, someone got someone got caught in the back of the uh, in the back of the farm or something. Oh, I wish. Where was no. your mission to? <laughs> <laughs> um, to Singapore and uh, Malaysia. Wow! Oh, Did you yeah. enjoy any part of that, or was it because I mean, or? Not really. I wish I could have. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. The food is so good. Incredible. Um, yeah. But when you're on a bike for eight hours a day yeah. in 4,000% humidity, right. yeah. you're selling <laughs> something you're not convinced of, uh, nobody living wants with someone that you hate. Yeah. It puts right. a little bit yeah. of a damper on the fun. Right. And you have I to- would love to go back on vacation. Yeah. So did you end it? Oh, did they kick? Did they I ended stay it. In? You said I'm dumb. I'm not doing this. I, I essentially had a nervous breakdown. Well, who could blame? Literally you? had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I, I, you're supposed to be there for two years. Yeah. And so, was it a process of like coming out of that? In other words, were they really encouraging you to stay, or was it just sort of like this is my decision? Smell you later. It was kind of a you can stay, but essentially we're going to have to get you therapy. Yeah. Or right. you can go home and then maybe go on another mission yeah. somewhere in the United States. Take and a I break decided, and we'll send you to Kansas. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, and I chose the third option of just not going back. Got and it. And then slowly backing away from the religion. But you knew, yes, you knew you had other other another way you wanted to live your life anyway. So you was sort of right. that was maybe the beginning of confronting that. Yeah. In I a mean, public think, way. Yeah. I think my yeah. brain kind of overrode my control and was just like, we're just going to sabotage this thing yeah. in order to begin the the decade-long path to what you actually want to do. And how yeah. was your family through that? Which is, we can cut that. It's a very personal question. So. We can, no, we can, okay. I don't We care. can I cut any of this. It's just fascinating. So we're just, cut we're just the first curious. 20 minutes. We'll just start but, the podcast. Well, we don't right usually here. talk to our, we don't usually talk to our guests this <laughs> no much. No one's ever interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, oh, really? Little- oh, do you miss doing stand-up, Bridget? Do you want to hear that question instead? <laughs> Well, the What's Zoom it like shows not to have be been able different. to do shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, my family, my family, uh, to their credit, has always been very supportive. Even when I came out to them a few years ago, I uh, uh, they were extremely supportive almost right off the bat. So it's, that's lovely. Um, 
And they, like, I've seen other Mormon families not be supportive like that. Mm-hmm. So my well, Heather's very upset because not everyone has supported her divorce. Oh, Heather's, but, you know, she's got yeah. a real chip on her shoulder. Did and- you watch the reunion? I watched all three episodes. Yeah. I have to it say. Was it was a three-parter. That it means was. it was a good season. And it, was, it was Lord of the Rings length. <laughs> it was know. much more interesting uh, because the season itself, they sort of said, let's give it a little money and whatever we get. And I think they shot You know what, though? Weeks. I will say, like, on these shows, even if I don't watch the season, sometimes the reunions, for me, it just feels like a best-of compilation, and I love them. So I will yeah, watch right. these reunions. Well, these reunions were a lot of fun, and- because also nobody's polished, quite polished enough yet. Even mm. though Meredith thinks she's polished, none <laughs> of them know how to deal with, they don't have the instinct sharpened yet for when when the conversation pivots to you. Right. They all think they know how they're going to react when it's that time, but they haven't had the trial by fire yet. Is like Meredith all the, the one other who wore women. the mask? Yes. Correct. Got it. Okay. And Meredith is funny because she thinks she's polished in a way that like, during the reunion, they're like, can we talk about your relationship? And she just flat out said no. And it's like, well, that's why you're on this show. <laughs> yeah. like, you can't just choose not to participate in this show that you're a star of. And by the yeah. way, that has such a precedent. It's not like you didn't know what this show was going to be. Right. <laughs> you know? But I, I have to say, Heather was one of my favorites throughout the season because Heather's very genuine. She, was, she has nice daughters and she's trying very right. hard to raise them sort of uh, more mainstream or fi- split the difference between these things. And the right. husband and is a robot. Husband. I I need oh, to understand. Is that a type? Uh, well, uh, I don't know what is happening with her husband. Have you ever that, met men like that? He seems so shell-shocked. But I think also in fairness to him, he doesn't, he has no interest in being on camera and that's terrifying for him. So well, look, I think he the- can't get past that really. I feel like the show and Heather spoke of him in a way, bu- building up to his reveal that I was like, this guy's oh. rich. He's a, like a billionaire, sure. a Mormon playboy. royalty yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was expecting someone kind of dashing and interesting. No. And this scarecrow stumbles into her house and like can barely talk. He can't. No, he's. Something's happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did I you guys do... watch, did yeah. you guys watch the game? The game? <laughs> this TV there a show. No, no, no. Just was oh. there like I was just wondering if you'd seen the game. Okay. All right. Well, get off something that okay. Brian doesn't know anything about. But the last thing I wanted to say was that Heather, uh, I think Heather is starting to drink her own Kool-Aid, read her own press a little bit. Right. And well, I and there Rihanna was some reached out. Genu- mistake. There was some genuinely, and this will be fun to watch on the reunion if you watch it, Brian. But there were just some genuinely strange, unkind, narcissistic moments where People, and everybody's crazy and they're all terrible and whatever. But where people are talking about something completely different from how you've decided to take it because you only are interested in your own narrative. So er, b- b- co-opting when uh, Whitney's husband is almost in tears saying he got a letter from the church that he was excommunicated. Which right. I don't know whether you got a letter or you didn't get a letter, but- uh, I got a letter. You did get a letter. Uh, yeah. Unreal. Well, yeah. Which is- Amazing that they take the time to send a letter. When was the last time you got a letter? <laughs> I know. It's a, what an old-fashioned thing. But who's, thing in, charge of, so but who's in charge of keeping track of it? And also, does someone in your family have to snitch on you in order to get a letter? Um, yes. I think somebody – I mean, it dep- it's a case-by-case thing. And it's yeah. a weird, yeah. like – some people, I think they, like, ask you to come in for, like – 
like basically a church court hearing or something. Yeah. Which is like a little bit like, I guess if you're, if you care, you go do it. But otherwise it's like, well, I don't want to be part of this club anyway. I'm not showing up to, for you to tell me I can't be part of it. And it feels wild. Yes. Right. I already know what's going to happen. Why am I coming to this? Right. Why would I show up to this? It's like showing up to work and that before or after they told you you're fired. Yeah. Exactly. So is that how you kind of relate to like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan when they miss their court dates? <laughs> yes. Like that's why you feel a strong uh, bond with them? A hundred percent. Okay, I figured. All right, Bridger and I'll do another, I'll cut all that stuff about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Why? And Bridger and I'll have an <laughs> offline conversation. I don't want you it's to cut it. I enjoyed it. It's more fun for Brian. Uh, Brian, yeah. no. I need you to catch up. We all, this is the You know like what, I'm not going to hear any more about series. that, Bridger, I got to tell you, <laughs> because you and I started on the wrong foot. I was asking easy questions. You were asking and all of a intimate sudden, questions. Intimate you know what, Rana? I'm an intimate person. I give and I receive love, and I wanted to know if he did. All right, this is this is not as I say. This is not what the show is. Okay, this actually has nothing. None of this has anything to do with what the show is. And by the way, Rana, we said we were going to talk about Emma Thompson, and now we don't have time. We did. (laughs) What on earth, Bridja? Give us an impression. I mean, that's amazing. Oh, God bless Emma Thompson. I mean, I mean, first of all, what a fun uh, episode. But also, she just randomly started listening to your show and then contacted you, you or something? Yes, yeah, she and her daughter Gaia are two of the the best people I know at this point. And is her uh, daughter they, her assistant? She seems very involved in keeping the wheels turning. <laughs> I think <laughs> as far as getting the computer and the Zoom going, yeah. her daughter was yeah. on top Technical of assistant. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had just been listening to the podcast and uh, they had listened to this episode with my friend Janelle James, who's a very funny comedian. Yep. And they reached out to both of us and just to let us know they had been listening. And I took a shot as like, if you're, or no, they actually put it out there. Like if you'd ever be interested in having Emma on the show, it's like, what are we talking about? Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and then she's lovely. I think she's like maybe one of five people that just universally, we all can agree on. Yeah. Yes. She's great. She's a great actor. Yeah. Who says I can't person. stand Emma Thompson? Who yeah. says that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And she seems like a lot of fun. She really does. Yeah. Seems right. like a blast. Oh, she was yeah. a great, it was a great episode. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, she's Really phenomenal. fun. Again, this is not what the show is about. No, it isn't. So, and now it's all my fault, Rana. Now, <laughs> the sh- on this show, people write in. We give them advice. Okay? They take the risk. They write in. They want our opinions. They're desperate. Are we doctors? Are we psychologists? Are we- <clears throat> Are we- <laughs> Brian hits the buzzer. That's a no. Yeah. If we, that's the universal now. If we, are we marriage and licensed marriage and family therapists? We're not even that. We're not even yoga instructors. Okay. No, we're not. (laughs) We're just people that have opinions who happen to be right most of the time. Yeah. So they write in, they write in at their own peril. We go through the questions and we just answer however we feel. That's all you have to do. That's all you can do. And Bridger's got plenty of life experience to enter this room. Yeah, and if the angel Baroni enters into this, you know, that's between you and him. (laughs) That's not got nothing to do with me. Uh, Okay, shall we read the first question here? We shall. Would you like me to, Ron, or would you like I think I would like you to read it. Okay. What do you think of that? I love it. I love that. Dearest Ronna Bryan and illustrious guest, Bridger. I am writing for advice on how to approach a delicate situation with a friend. 
I trust your sage advice. Now, there's been a lot of that today, that's Rana. Been, that's been rolling around a lot today. I'm going to have to do a sage carriage house candle. You are. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Say, before you came on, Bridger, all we were reading some reviews where everyone called Rana sage, sage, sage. Sage, sage. Over sage, and lady, over again. Sage, which is code for old. Just no, so it you isn't. Know. It's code for brilliant. And Brian has already been calling me old bones behind my back, so <laughs> I, I didn't feel great about it. <laughs> Old I trust Bones your- Glickman. That's how he's been referring to me. Yeah. I trust He calls sage- my, to my cleaning lady. She said you to me, what? she's from Ukraine. She said to me, what is Old Bone? I said, you know what, though? what is Old Bone? Mr. Mr. Safi always saying, Old Bone, tell me, put this away. Old Bone, tell me, put that away. And Can I, I tell said, you something about Yadvina? Yeah. I've already told you, but I'll tell Bridger in case he wants to know what's going on with her. I do. When... Novani, was that his name? Navalny. Navalny. Yeah. The Russian opposition yeah. was thrown in jail. She was she threw a party. She was so excited that Putin <laughs> reigned supreme. So you tell me. Yeah. She loves okay? a strong man. She does this like This tells a strong me, man. yeah. She knows a yeah. guy that knows what she likes a guy that knows what he likes. Yeah. And also and she just, gave me early goods on Russian Sputnik vaccine, but Rana yeah. wouldn't take it. She's attracted to power. What can I say? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who is she, it? Yeah. She, likes which is why, she likes to be at the center of it. Which is yeah. why she's been so loyal to Rana for so long. <laughs> well, you know, Putin and I have a couple of things in common. <laughs> <laughs> we both know how we want things run. I'll just you say that. You both like to ride yeah. a horse topless. Sure. Yeah, we have right. both found 25,000-year-old Etruscan pottery. Four Under feet, the sea. Four feet from the shore. <laughs> No, in a non-Etruscan civilization. So unbelievable. Know. Yeah, the power. Okay, and we I'm, both play ice hockey. <laughs> I'm writing for advice on how to approach a delicate situation with a friend. I trust your sage advice and wisdom. I'm not sure who else to turn with to with this. So who better than my favorite fabulous duo? That's my favorite. When people say I'm not sure where else to turn, right. and I can't wait to, to hear this question because it definitely won't be us. There'll definitely be that there's a lot of services that you should turn to that people can help you with this problem. But it, but let's say, let's say, maybe it's so exclusively she, us. Yeah. And Rana, then she assures us in parentheses, there's more accolades at the end of the letter. Oh, for thank, us, God. Well, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Cause it was feeling a little perfunctory. Worth reading. First, a little background about me. I'm a 20 year old, excuse me. I'm a 21 year old bisexual oh. woman in college. Oh. I've lived in my sorority house for two. This is a young wow. Crowd we've today. got a young I've listener here my, on the line. No kidding. Yeah, I've lived in my sorority house for two years and have generally built great relationships here. Our house isn't much like the typical sorority environment you may be man, imagining. I'm not the only queer member. The only thing that makes me feel othered in this community is my body type. I'm six feet tall and 230 pounds. I'm clearly the tallest and heaviest member of the house. I feel confident in my body for the most part. But that confidence is often tested as I feel lingering vestiges of my former eating disorder frequently. Okay. My question concerns a friend in my house. Othered. I'll call her Maria. I'm stuck on Adid, but I'm going to get past it. Get past so it, Rana. Young These speak. The, this has got to roll. Speak, with, yeah. it, well, okay. I'll <laughs> oh, call do you, her Maria. You, oh, you use Adid. Oh, do you feel Adid? I have Do you feel Adid in the carriage house, Brian? You should. <laughs> I do actually. I feel very well. There's very only other. two there's, of us, so you're the other, and I'm the other one. So we're both other. Does your Bridger? Does your <laughs> podcast have an HR department? Oh, absolutely. If I'm typing up the letter now, okay. I'm because I would 
If you, I can't file a complaint on my I'm own show, but I bet for you, you can file one. Thank you. I of appreciate course. it. This is not a healthy situation. I can't wait to send Brian his letter. <laughs> Let him know he's been excommunicated from the carriage house. And then I want to know you can't send a letter because and, then I'll be out. I want to come in and tell him to his face so I can have the pleasure of watching his whole identity crumble in front of him. What is the point of that process? I, I find it to be totally uh, sadist, I have to say. Well, it is. Yeah. yeah. Sadist or masochistic. Which is it? Sadist. sadist. I think yeah. it's sadist. Yeah. Well, a little masochist, but. Yeah. Masochist is if you go in for the meeting. Sadist yeah, that's is, you're like, exactly. Sadist you're, is perpetrating You're like, I want to feel this, yeah. this pain. Yeah. Right. Sadist is like, I'm going to hit you in the butt. And masochist is like, give me, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect encapsulation. Back to the sorority house. <laughs> I do feel crazy today. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and so, Bridger, I do apologize for the beginning of the show. <laughs> I apologize for the whole show. Look, I'm even fine with a good, yet. you know, like a good Tiger Beat style uh, interview where it's just like, <laughs> what's your favorite color? I the love back page. easy yeah, answers. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite You know band. how the last page of magazines, that's what they do? This is the last page of Tiger Beat. Yes. Exactly. Tiger Beat always goes straight to uh, Mormon, Mormonism and excommunication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. The problem is... Oh, wait. Okay. I'll call her Maria. Maria and I have become close friends since COVID hit, and we have a good group of about 10 mutual friends in our sorority. Okay. Maria's also recovering from an eating disorder. The difference between us is that Maria is much thinner than me and definitely within societally expected beauty standards. Not to invalidate her eating disorder in any way, it's just my observation. At a healthy weight, she weighs nearly okay. 90 pounds less than me. My weight is purely genetic. We eat basically all the same food since it's provided in our house and exercise the same amount. The problem is Maria will frequently complain about feeling fat, having bad skin, or being pale. I have hormonal acne and impale myself. I don't know if she realizes the effect this has on me personally. I can't help but feel that looking like me would be her worst nightmare. When she expresses insecurity, mm. she receives extensive validation from our friends. They often call her beautiful out of the blue now. My friends rarely do the same to me. I believe this is because I have a confident exterior and feel uncomfortable speaking negatively about my body to others. She gets frequent attention from men as well. She's straight. Nearly everywhere we go, she's remarking about how some hot guy in the building won't stop staring at her. Men here aren't quite buying what I'm selling, if you catch my drift. I know the, fe I know mm -hmm. the feeling. I think we all do. I don't want Maria. Yeah, of to, course. Yeah. I don't want Maria to, Maria to feel like I am not there for her. I recognize that because of her eating disorder, thoughts of insecurity come frequently to her. I'm happy that she feels a sense of solidarity with me since I have struggled with similar things in the past. Uh. She often asks me to eat with her to make her feel more comfortable. My problem is that it's difficult for me to feel beautiful when I embody what she clearly hates about herself. This has had detrimental effects on my mental health. Plus, I'm around her all the time since we live in the same house and have all the same friends, so the constant I'm so fat gets grating. I feel if I tell her these comments bother me, she may, be, she may become closed off and feel that I'm judging her disorder. I don't want to make her journey that, that, uh, more difficult. I've opened up to her about feeling like my friends don't build me up the way I tried to build them up due to my confident exterior, but she brushed, brushed it off and her response was essentially, that sounds hard. That makes me feel less confident that an honest conversation with her mm. about this will yield the results I'm looking for. So my question is, do I yeah. say something to my friend or try to let these comments go? 
is this my problem for letting what she says get to me? Or are her comments legitimately offensive and something a friend shouldn't say? Are sorority girls generally too concerned about our appearances? And should I just calm down? Thank you for any advice you can offer. Your show has been such a beacon of light and humor for me as a longtime listener of Attitudes, discovering the dynamic of Mrs. <sighs> G- oh, the dynamic of Mrs. Glickman and Brian was a true joy. Even though I'm broke, my Patreon carriage house subscription is worth every penny. Excuse me. I'm saving oh, for a dash egg cooker. Ronna, this person wants a gift this week. That's yeah. what's happening. Wow, somebody. That's I, what's happening. We've never had anybody lobby. So did she include her address at the bottom? We've never had anybody lobby <laughs> so hard see. for the giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming you've chosen my question, I'm truly honored. You once read my review on the show about Ronna having all the best qualities of my favorite aunt, minus the drug abuse, and I've listened to it about a thousand times. I've since got my sister Caitlin and my mom hooked on the pod. Love you endlessly. Thanks again for everything. Megan, you can use this my is name. all the same letter. Oh, yes. Bridget, sure. I, I, hope, sometimes I hope you have two hours. I hope you have two hours. I do. Jeez. If we you have a hot out, you should Iliad. let us know. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Because sometimes is, these letters are truly an epistolary ethics. poem. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. We're reading Beowulf after this. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Oh, wow. Should I repeat the questions or do or does everyone I, feel You just should read that word for word again. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening the first time. <laughs> sure. Let, if you could just refresh me with a full word for word reading. I will read these again. Let's get do the I, questions. Do I say something to my friend or try to let these comments go? Is this my problem for is this my problem for letting what she says get to me? Are her comments legitimately offensive and something a friend shouldn't say? Are sorority girls generally too concerned about our appearances? And should I just calm down? I mean, I think everyone is probably too concerned about their appearances. Oh, I can no. answer that one now. You're in college 21. Totally. And, that's and, all, and frankly, anyone, the stereotype of being in a sorority, yeah. Yeah. But you're anyone. around other women all the time and you see each other in the shower and everything else. So of course, everybody is focused on their appearance and everyone is trying to attract this one, that one, the other one. You're 21. Everyone's trying to get something going. Yeah. So right. that's the heightened space that you're living in, in terms of appearance. But I want to, Bridget, you don't have to you don't have to address the questions individually. You can just address the letter if you want to. I mean, I, th- I would like to just ask another question. Oh, thank As goodness. someone who is not part of a fraternity or, or obviously a sorority, well, what, why are we still doing this? What is anyone getting out of it? It seems yeah. like they're both created to make everyone feel. What element of it is good? Because my feeling is, if you have shared interests with somebody, why not just join that club? Why do you have to live with them? Right. Because it seems like you could still, or if, you know, befriend those people and those things. Like, for instance, I didn't want to live with, like, actors or improvisers in college. Like, that uh, wasn't... Not in a million I enjoyed years. those things, but I didn't need it 24-7. Well, Built I, because, in yeah. social life. These Built people want to life. walk into a situation and have their college experience laid out for them. It's called and kind of like the cruise version of a social life. That's exactly oh, brilliant. right. Completely. That's exactly. You hit the, hit it right on the head. Oh. There's an activity. D- lunch, breakfast is at 8.30. <laughs> lunch is at 12.30. Five right. things are happening. Then you have study hall. Then you have this. And they have a fantasy about what that cruise is going to be. And right. just like if you've ever been on a real cruise, it's never what you thought it was going to be. It's just a lot more throwing up and diarrhea than you expected. There's always a, a dark same... underbelly. Right. Correct. 
Correct. <clears throat> and the swimming with the dolphins really is underwhelming. Right. I've never well, done it, but I imagine. Yeah, depending yes. on uh, depending on how frisky the dolphin is, I suppose. But right. But again, it's not what you were hoping for. You thought the dolphin wanted to take you on a totally, you know, G romantic ride <laughs> ride around the pool, and he wants to pin you against a wall. So that's <laughs> the, it's honestly when you describe it that way, a, a college sorority fraternity experience is just like a cruise. It is okay. exactly a yeah. cruise. Uh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, get off the cruise. I mean, let's just say this. What's her name? Megan Monica, the friend. Megan. Yeah. Megan. Oh no, her. The writer's name is Megan. Okay. Uh, the, the friend she's is calling Maria. Maria. Yeah. Maria. Maria is. I'm just going to say it. Fishing for compliments. I, yeah. I. The behavior described here goes beyond. You know, having something mental health issues. This is someone who's just out there looking for compliments. Am I wrong? I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know that you're wrong. I I do think um I do think she must have mental health issues if and I mean that light I actually mean that lightly if well first of all she had an eating disorder. I don't know if she currently does or is just always working through it. Yeah. And that's a mental issue, but also um she definitely has some sort of mental issue light in the fact that she needs that all the time. I don't right. know if she's a narcissist or if she truly if her confidence is just in the gutter. Um, she's an attractive 21 year old girl mm-hmm. who is trying to eke out her own place in this Lord of the Flies society that these girls have decided to <laughs> yes. participate in. Yeah. Cause the most annoying thing to me is Doesn't that she comes around and talks about how all these guys stare at her. Right. Like that's that just, that to me to is me. the thing that's like, Forget why? Forget Maria. Okay. Forget Maria. My <laughs> advice to the, uh, uh, for the whole letter. To Megan is forget Maria. Maria is not your friend. Maria, you told your friend you feel insecure when people about your, you, you confessed your insecurities to her. And she said, dad sounds tough. That's as far as she wants. She does not oh, care about you. I'm Maria's sorry to break. never interested in building you up. Not interested. No, 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 no. no. Not no. interested. You are and there for Maria. You are. I, don't yep. want to push this into a weird place, but I wonder if Megan has a little crush on Maria. Because mm. I think that there is a lot of projection going on with Maria's behavior uh, about Maria about Maria's behavior. Why is why is why do you say Maria is the uh, perfect type? You describe her as ninety pounds lighter than you and having better skin, and that you feel your projection is that Maria must look at you and be repulsed. Yeah, that how you know. Yeah, exactly. That is your projection. Correct. Maria, honestly, I hate to break the news, isn't thinking that much about you. Maria is thinking about what, you know, skincare mask she's going to do tonight and what she's going to (laughs) wear tomorrow. And she's interested in boys and she's interested in being inside the Lord of the Flies hierarchy. She's interested in being one of the popular girls. She wants to be beautiful talked about. Mm -hmm. She wants to be thought of by boys. She wants to be at the center of things. And that is why she has started this little enterprise of hers where she says, oh God, I look terrible in this. And everyone has to say, you look amazing. Mm. Like what? That's her little cottage industry that she's got going here. And you, my dear, are feeding right into it. I want to support her in her eating. I want to support her in her this and that. I want to eat with her. She said she wants to eat with me because it makes her feel comfortable because she used to have an eating disorder and we can understand each other. Because I don't think 
had to eat when you have an eating disorder, get step out of Maria's problems because what's going on is this is a totally, whether intentionally or not, a totally toxic relationship where everything about her, you have projected onto her that she looks at you and you are, and she is repulsed by what you are. But the inverse of that is that you look at her and you imagine her to be the ideal. And so every minute you spend around your idea of the ideal is a minute you feel bad about yourself. So what is the point of that? If self-esteem is your problem. you It is very difficult to be unsupportive in regards to someone's eating disorder. So it's not like you are trying to sabotage her or, in other words, like you can do that from a distance. Yeah. There's nothing. Dro- have you been dropping an Oreo cheesecake off the Exa- door every exactly. night? Exactly. It's, it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult to be unsupportive of someone's, by fucking with them is essentially what that would mean. You don't have to be there for her. You can still be supportive of her struggles, but you don't have to be there for her like that. You are not no. close friends. You she makes you feel bad. sit while she eats unless a court has appointed you. Correct. <laughs> there is no reason to give me a break. Yeah. She is not interested in you having a hard time in this world. You are yeah. looking for a therapist, my dear. You need somebody to talk to about how you feel. And whether that is a campus person or someone that your family can help you find that they don't mind paying for, depending on whatever the health insurance situation is, et cetera, et cetera. But at college, there's a lot of people that you can go talk to that the university pays for it. That's right. I I got free counseling in, in college. And you are looking to your friends to support you in that way. And you are looking to be that for her because it's something that you want. And no one is doing it for you. I'd obviously get a therapist. I think, I think Ron is right. There's a lot to unpack as there is with everyone in college, frankly, anyone who's a sensitive person, at least like it sounds you are, but, um, yeah, I would, I don't think I could live with someone like her if she was making me feel that way. Oh, 24 hours a day. No, you need to have an escape from that person. Yeah. And to be fair, she's not making you feel that way. She's not coming after you to try and make you feel that way. But the way that she behaves, the way that she is doing her life has that effect on you. So what I mean is she's not targeting you to make you feel insecure and make you feel bad and whatever, but it is how you process that time that you two spend together. And you, I telling you, if you spend a week without her, you just go on vacation. You know, I don't even mean go on vacation. I just mean during spring break. I bet you mental health is 10 times better than it is when you're doing whatever this is for five days. Stop having meals with her. Be busy. You can still be in this group of 10 friends and have fun nights out and do whatever you want to do. But you are living your life in comparison to this person at the moment. And by the way, when you graduate, you'll have nothing to do with her again. Just naturally, you won't. Right. I mean, that'll she'll fall off. She's just doing her college experience the way she's doing it. You don't have to compare yours to whatever that is. You no, need to no. find a way to feel comfortable, to get your self-esteem up a little bit, to understand that just because, you know, look, you're a tall, bigger person. You said that genetically, meaning you just, you take up more space in the room. That's who you are, okay? And there are people that are, this is one of the misconceptions, I think, when you're a young woman, is that you think everybody wants to go out with somebody who's five foot three and a half and 106 pounds. And that's really not the way it is. Whether or not that's what society t- is, tells us is the norms. There is a lid for every pot, and there are 
men and women and whatever you're interested in who love people that look just like you. And you just have to find those people or you have to let them in. But when you put on that force field of saying, I already know I'm unattractive, then there's no way for other people to find you attractive because you're not relaxed in your own skin. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're gorgeous, I'm sure. Hormonal acne, let's deal with that, okay? Go Easy. seriously. Let's yeah. go to home. Let's go to health services now. Let's have a conversation with whoever the dermatologist is and say, "This is driving me crazy. I want to clear up my skin. Do you have any ideas?" You you are in the college is the best place for basically free health care because it's easy access. Yeah, that's true. And the university usually is a pretty good hospital and good doctors. They're dealing with this acne all the time. But it's totally something that's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's something in your diet or it's, you know, these are things that can be dealt with. It's not just because you're 21. You don't have to, your skin, you can deal with. It'll take a little time. You'll feel great. Your confidence will shift. But stop comparing yourself to other people. I know that's such an easy thing to say, but that is- It's a lifelong struggle. Yeah. That is your mission here. But you can shave it off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was a little hot on her, maybe. <laughs> she needed to so. hear it. Yeah, she, she wrote did. in. She wrote in, Bridger. Look, so, you write in, you're right. going to get what you're given. So stop giving me a hot time. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I don't think she will run. I think she's really going to appreciate the advice. Sounds like and, she hangs on every word you say. And the last thing you said is so true, Brian. This is a lifelong issue. Everyone feels this way. Yeah. To some extent, you know, the needle is 2%, 100%. Right. She's at about 89% right now. Yeah. You got to get that needle down. But start working on that now because this is this is the battle in life. How do I live my best life instead of wondering about what everyone else is doing all the time? And college is a cesspool. It just is. There's all this pressure that it's the greatest time of your life and this and that. Enjoy your freedoms. Enjoy whatever you're studying. Enjoy the good times. But I don't think there's such a thing as a college student that isn't depressed. Just yeah, I'm with say. you. I totally with agree. You. Bridget had a nervous breakdown when he was your age. Look at him right. now. He's that interviewing Emma Thompson. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Give me a break. No, you were just in the world's largest fraternity. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Ron O'Brien and first class guest. That's you, Bridget. No oh, kidding, Bridget. God for bless. Sure. I first must express just how much I appreciate all that you have given to you fans over the past year. Two engaging hmm. podcasts per week. CHIP here. Two spectacular live broadcasts and the only coffee I'll ever drink for the rest of my life. AskRonaCoffee.com. What? What coffee are we talking about here? Ask Rana. Bridger, are you on caffeine or no? Oh, I'm drinking. It's... We're at like 5.15 in the afternoon and I'm still drinking cold, bro. So something's wrong with my chemistry. You are such a rebel. What a rebel. Now, are you? Do you make when you do you make your own coffee with whole bean or ground beans when you um, make it with uh, ground uh, that I have shipped to me? I need to get a coffee grinder. Shipped from where? Craft coffee. Okay, don't answer that question <laughs> because after you taste our coffee, you're never going to have. You guys had We're going to send you some coffee. We have you our own coffee. Or it's so incredible, you can't believe it. The carriage house blend, which I describe as like an elevated Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, and then that's all I need. Shades of vanilla, which you think is a vanilla coffee. It's not a flavored coffee. It's an infused. Coffee. Oh, so it's, see, it's classy. a gorgeous coffee that smells like vanilla. 
and oh. it tastes tastes like heaven. If you and don't it's mind all saying. fair trade. I saw, I uh, someone asked me again whether coffee. or not it was fair trade. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, someone accused us of not being fair trade on the They've accused uh, us comments. a couple times. But then yes. just, just read yeah. about it. I it's find that it so is outrageous. fair trade. It's 1,000% so fair trade. Yeah. yeah. They said they're not even selling fair trade coffee. Well, you know what? You're not <laughs> even a real fan because we've addressed that on the podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> I also love watching along with your quiff selections and reading your book club picks Bought myself the Dash Egg Cooker, take a note, Megan, and stuffed many stockings with impeccable items from the rare tea cellar. Needless to say, your advice is always spot on, and you have given so many suggestions to others that I have applied to my own life. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. Here's where I need help. Okay. I have been enjoying playing rear window from my apartment during the pandemic. Oh. Lucky you. Yeah. You live in an apartment with a rear window. My husband and I have developed nicknames and narratives for most of the people on our block. Another habit I've picked up during the pandemic is religiously watching The Bachelor slash Bachelorette every week. Wow. This is mostly so that I can listen to Adam Mirren's podcast recapping each episode. She's the best. We love a dear friend of the characters and wonderful person. But I also admit that I enjoy getting lost in the drama of it all. A few weeks ago, I noticed that while I was watching The Bachelor, the TV in the apartment across the street was playing it too. I have now observed that we both watch it as it is every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Is that any socially acceptable way for me to divulge what I've seen in order to form a friendship with this woman slash couple? Yes, I know a woman lives there with her husband and that they have twin toddlers. I can't help but have a fantasy of us hanging out this summer, fully vaccinated, drinking Negranas, and watching The Bachelorette together. Oh God. Is this at all <laughs> possible, or has the social isolation finally made me crack? Help! Sincerely, Appointment TV in Astoria, New York. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you approach this woman about Bachelor until she's <laughs> killed her husband. Then you said. Correct. Then you can reveal. I have been watching. I know you've been watching Bachelor, and now we're talking. We got to have something on her. Right. Right. <laughs> Look, if you want, if you want a friend who watches The Bachelor. Walk out on the street and throw a coin in the air. You're going to find somebody. <laughs> it's a, what it's the most popular show on TV, isn't it? She's not watching. She's not over there watching. Uh, I don't. I don't, I can't even think Frontline. of a niche TV. Frontline, right? Excellent yeah. example. As Ron she's watching says. basically the Super Bowl every week. Yeah, yeah. This person's yeah. not unique. Yeah, that's so true. That's I think so she wants true. to. I think she wants to touch the toddlers. She wants to yeah. pet them. What? Like puppies? She wants to meet this twin toddlers in there. She wants to get in there. And well, I wonder if this woman has seen this other doing. woman's yeah. face because there's too much coincidence, and this could be her long lost identical twin, the evil one. Oh. So I would make sure you get a clear look. Mm-hmm. Look, look, lady. <laughs> you can't, Brian. Just tell her. You yeah. can't bring it up. No. Someone who lives, by the way, in creep, New York creep, City creep. does not want to know someone who lives at their apartment building. They're not interested in meeting someone and having a friend who lives in the same building. That's why they moved <laughs> to New York to begin with. That's why they're there. Creepy crawly. What are you going to yes. do? Leave a note in a mailbox that can you, see into your house? 
and you're going to walk up right. to this woman. You're going to walk up and say, hey, I know you watch The Bachelor. And she's going to say, yeah, no shit. So does yeah. everybody else in this building. Right. Well, tell me something I don't know. It's the only two hours I have to myself. I have twin toddlers, in case you haven't noticed. I put them to bed at 7.15 on Monday night so that I can have two hours from 8 to 10 to watch The Bachelor and drink wine with nobody bothering me. I say, and I would, I would go in the mirror and I would slap yourself in the face. I can see, <laughs> I can see into your apartment and I noticed we're living the same life. What do you say we live it together? <laughs> no. If you do that, uh, you know, invent your own twins and say, I know you have twins. I have twins too. And then you keep <laughs> stringing them along until the point yes. that they, have, they ask to meet your twins. At that point, you strike. You kill. And then you take right. over her life. Guess who you, you watch twins. The Bachelor with? You watch it with Aiden, okay, dear? Correct. That's what the point of go. the podcast is. Aiden is your friend for watch-alongs. That's who your friend is. By the way, what if you do that? What if, say, in a world you do approach this okay. person and, and you set up a date to watch The Bachelor? There's no guarantee you're going to like this person. And then guess what? You're stuck living near someone or in you, the same building, potentially, of someone you don't even you're like. You're also right. about to deprive yourself of your favorite show. Your yeah. favorite show she could is, ruin the, it. is the building. Watching everybody's lives oh, in the building. sure. Uninterrupted. And as soon as you break the fourth wall and tell them that you've been watching them, you'll never be able to do it again. You'll be skulking around away from your window, worried that people know you're looking at them. And by the way, this woman will be fully creeped out. And all of a sudden, oh. she's going to be like, I think we need to move. There's someone who's been looking in, my, in the window. And I have <laughs> small children. I don't feel safe. Exactly. There is no appropriate way to approach that. Yeah. Like, erase it from your brain. Move Although, on. Now I'm saying that I'm saying go for it. <laughs> Listen, wait, hunt this woman down yes. and just go for it. Build I mean, a case. Propose to her for Christ's sake. Just go for it. Get in there. No. You, could, you could. Yeah, please, Ron. You could try and talk to her at the mailboxes. I was going to say there's something like you could say like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for The Bachelor. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> you do like one of those. But then I feel like you do build a relationship built on a lie, and then eventually it comes out, and then it destroys the relationship. Well, she has no problem with that. She's looking for drama. That's what she said. <laughs> she loves the drama of it all. She wants some little drama. Well, everyone loves drama until it's in their own house. True. The story yeah. you're making up in your head about her is so much more interesting than the real life story. I know. What yeah. if she's no very boring? It. What if she yeah. has a terrible speaking voice? Right. <laughs> yeah, if she's like, why don't you come in and come or whatever? <laughs> My God. Again, go for it. Exactly. Sorry, Rana. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. a pirate voice. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is our last question, Bridget. Last question. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and most eminent guest. Okay. My husband baked a few dozen hamantashen and spent quite a lot of this Friday, Purim, dropping them off at the houses of a lot of other young and attractive Jewish men. Hmm. It took an awful long time for him to make all those deliveries, which Lucky made me wonder him. what he was up to. Since Friday, his phone has been buzzing nonstop with text messages from some of these nice Jewish boys. From the way he's acting, at least one or two of these recipients may have gotten more than just a taste of his hamantaschen. Hmm. And from the way he's glued to his phone, it seems like they want seconds. 
We've been married for seven years. You gave us great advice back when, when we were planning the reception. Thank you. And after a year of being stuck together in quarantine, I'm worried he has an itch. Should I surreptitiously read the text messages to confirm or deny my fears? Should I reach out to these Hamantashen hounds and tell them to keep their paws off my mensch? Or will that only make me seem like the territorial spouse? Do I invite them over to our backyard fire pit, have a bit of safe, supervised interaction, something along the lines of keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer? Or will that only make the itching worse? Thank you, Ron and Brian, for spreading your light. Thank you, guest, for gracing us with your presence. Yours truly, David. David. So do you know David's, what a ham- do you boys know what a hamantashen is? Isn't it like the triangle? The cookie? little triangle with the jam? Yes, yeah. that's right. They look delicious. Yep. I've never had one. Are they, I, you know, I don't think I have either, but they look they, delicious. Yeah, it's just a sugar cookie with jam in the middle. I mean, it's like well, a like Linza like like cookie. But yeah, delicious. Uh, but right. the, supposedly the shape of Heyman's hat which was the uh, the mean guy that tried to take down the the uh, the Jews in you know Persia a million years was, ago? Was he the one that Esther like wised up to or snuck? She, uh, yeah, that she tattled on him and then he was hung. That's correct. Yes. Oh, uh, and whenever okay. you say his name, uh, you have to. You're supposed to make a noise. You know, whatever he. It, you know, if you hear his name, you're supposed to. They have these things called gragas that that uh, that you move around and they, like the vuvuzelas. From yes, uh, the right, World right. Cup, but, yeah. but much smaller. So if anyone says Heyman, you go, boo, you have to say boo, or you have to, yeah. Anyway, Hamantashen, the cookies. cookies. And there's also an, an alternative narrative, though, that they are really more about um, fertility and that they're actually in the shape of the female uh, body part. They so certainly always, look more like that than a hat. There's always a, uh, right. there's always a fertility angle with the Bible. Yeah. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah. Happy Purim, Rana. Thank you so yeah. much, dear. It was last week. Yeah. I know, but I yeah. belated, I guess. Yeah. Well, I didn't Did want to tell up? you because I didn't have the patience to deal with you in your Hamburglar outfit again. I was going to ask if you dressed up for <laughs> Purim it. Purim is like, you know, Jewish Halloween. No, I didn't, I didn't have any Purim plans this year. Okay. Usually after the age of about eight, your Purim plans start to dry up. But, <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Bridget, what are we going to do here? Look, uh, his name's David. Is that the name we're doing? David is, yes. And his husband is passing around Tomatashen. David's husband has been delivering cookies and sleeping with who knows how many men. This is what I have to say. Okay, the holiday is beyond us. Those sugar cookies can no longer be made. But we've got two, we've got St. Patrick's Day coming up, which you make a shamrock-shaped sugar cookie. You've got a perfect example to deliver to these attractive young men. To me, this is an opportunity for sex. If he, if husband's getting him, getting it just with the cookie delivery, it's now oh, your turn. You do your own holiday. Why not? We've got yeah. plenty of spring holidays you can choose from. I mean, obviously, Easter's not quite up your alley, but decorating an egg-shaped cookie is a lot of fun. Do a yep. few of those. Right. I would say- pro- Or delivering okay, yeah. a cream egg and someone has to lick the center out of it. Right. Yeah. There's right. a lot yeah. of erotic- cookie options that you can get into here and just get back at the husband right away. I don't yeah, see the problem. I don't either. <laughs> just, just, I did. COVID is not happening anymore. I mean, yeah, this seems like the right time to really slut it up right. around town. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. This husband has gone out and exposed himself to all sorts of COVID. So now That's it's true. your turn. This is, this is a classic private investigator move. Yeah. You just bake the cookies. Go to all of the same houses and just see where it leads. 
it, this is all very Kathy Baker and Edward Scissorhands, like coming yes. over to drop off a pastry. Ambrosia salad. Ambrosia salad. And I will bring the ambrosia salad. Exactly. This is what this guy's yes. doing with his hamantash, and is he's just wearing a low cup top and some stretch and he's just going pants. over there, being like, yeah. "Thought y'all could use some hamantash." <laughs> I you know? want to know where he got this list of young, attractive Jewish men. That he's yeah. dropping cookies How, off. It can't to. be just a. <laughs> That's my Great first question. question is where the where the mailing list came from for the young. <laughs> Attractive Jewish men for the Hamantasha. Yeah. It puts us in a bit of a pickle because we, someone wrote to us once uh, over Christmas and said, I make all these gorgeous cookies and I don't get enough compliments on my cookies. And so what do I do? Do I take people off the list for next year or do I say to them, you should have complimented me? What do I do? Was this of person Maria? I just, I may- no, it's not Maria. <laughs> okay. Time. Interesting. This person just makes these cookies supposedly out of the kindness of their heart. But really what's going on is they want people to compliment their gorgeous cookies. So for him to be getting the text messages back, we can only describe that as proper etiquette for my young Jewish man. Great deduction. So we have to suggest, they they have to thank him for the cookies. Who would they be if they didn't thank him for the hamantashen? Right. Well, and And probably they're saying like, my sister just tried one. She loved it. Or who knows, you know, (laughs) send me the recipe. I've got to have your recipe. Or they're saying what flavor was my filling? Did you make this jam yourself? Yes. Is this your jam? But Rana, I do. I do see where you're going with this. Yeah. Dirty cookies. You know, (laughs) I do see where you're going with this because Bridger, what Rana's not telling you, she's not finishing the most crucial part of the story. (laughs) And that's that the person who made these delicious cookies sent us these delicious cookies. And You're we kidding. decided whether or not they deserved such praise. So I'm thinking, yeah, send us the hamantaschen. And if if it gets ah, us a little brandy, but he has if to it get gets the us, husband if it's to, a, to make them. Correct. Right. And then we'll tell you, oh no, this was sh- purely platonic, or I tasted them. Yeah. You should be worried. These are horny hamantaschen. <laughs> right. If they're yeah. horrible, then exactly. the affair is certain if they're yeah. good uh, less certain what is your arrangement with your husband do you have an open relationship uh, in no, in normal pan, non-pandemic times is he allowed to have a little fun you're allowed to have a little fun and no and we just don't we have a don't ask don't tell policy i mean what is this is the question what is your arrangement with your husband because this is a fun cute letter that you've sent us but does it really bother you i mean is it really an issue what and is I this the honestly first thought time you were asking flirt? Bridger? Oh God, no! <laughs> I truly did. I was like, oh, I, I, I worried about halfway through. I thought maybe you thought I was asking Bridger. I was. I was like, oh my God, that would be such a turn. <laughs> I know. Yes, I know what you mean, though, Ronnie. Does this? Yes. What is the deal? Because Does this honestly, violate this sounds the like terms of the arrangement. And, and can you get like one making... of these cute little Jewish boys to come over and hang out with the both of you? I mean, what's the right? It sounds like somebody just plan? is angling for a sex party. Yeah, they're just. Can Should we I bring invite them, them over, over and pour cold right. water on everything? No, I'll don't do, don't ruin everyone's fun. Yeah, it's if the I pandemic. Re- if I had a crush on someone, but and just really wanted to hook up with them, I don't think I would bring like a baked good. No, I, I just don't know that that would be my mo. I I do think it's curious that your husband happens to know a lot of really good looking Jewish men, who, by the way, you also know are good looking, so you must know who they are. So it's probably not that weird. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything here. I think it's COVID and you're bored. I don't I don't think there's anything. Well, he's for sure bored, so he's flirting a little bit. 
But yeah, maybe you, he's flirting. If you feel this is approaching the line where he is violated, well, you can look. Everyone knows when somebody gets a text from someone, the look of glee on their face. Okay, that's true. I can only it's no not one, just the phone that lights up. No one can ever suppress that. You think no. they can, but they can't. And he looked over, so and this guy true. was enjoying these texts a little too much. So if it's approaching the boundary of whatever you've determined for the relationship and you really are upset about it, then you should discuss it. Yeah. But if you don't care that he's having a little flirt and, you know, everybody's getting COVID tested or whatever they're doing, which I think is absolutely outrageous and foul and everything else, but that's not the question you asked me. Uh, you know, if it's hurting your feelings and it's something real that you're worried about, then you should discuss it. But if it's a little flirtation, this, that, and it's within the bounds of the relationship, what can we do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if your husband's cookie delivery drives you into a, a fit of jealousy, I think there's something deeper going on here. Yeah. I do but too. And I, I think, by do, the way, there's I nothing- do think you should do a shamrock shake delivery service of your own, though. That's fun. I do yeah, too. And don't absolutely. tell them what's in the shake. <laughs> oh, there you go. And by the way, Rana, I was yeah. also going to say, oh, I was also just going to say, I don't think it's out of bounds if your husband lights up because he got a text message and he's responding. If you were like, oh, who are you, t- who are you texting with? I don't think that's weird. Is it? Uh, not if you're doing it all the sure. time, sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Sure. You're right. It's a, <laughs> it's a crush. Occasionally, occasionally you can yeah. say, oh, who are you texting? Yeah. But if yeah. it's every time, yeah, that's, we're that's, headed into some controlling that's territory. Right. Figure yeah. out the boundaries of the relationship and figure out if people are violating the terms of service here or not. What's going mm. on? But, or make a little hamantash and bra and do like an American beauty and when he comes home. I love that idea. Yeah. I, I, I do have to ask idea. you to the last batch of cookies that were sent to you, what was the verdict? Were they good? I actually never tasted them, but they looked they looked like something you would absolutely thank someone for. They were gorgeous. They, I mean, they were, were absolutely stunning. Our only question was, were people not thanking you because they thought you stopped at a bakery because they were so professional. That's what they looked oh, like. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Okay. And they thought, oh, he just picked up some cookies and dropped them at our door. Right. But we realized, but we learned that no, everybody knew where they came from, and they were gorgeous, delectable Christmas cookies. They so, really were. Beautiful. Yeah, anyone that didn't thank them deserved to be totally expunged from the list. That was just yep. the story. Yeah. Uh, okay, Brian. What right. happens now? Okay, so we're at the end of the episode, Bridger, and what happens now is we give a little gift that we send in the mail to one of the people who wrote in. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Who we think deserves it. It's just a feeling, as Rana likes to say. Just, you, there's no criteria. It's just, who do you think deserves this gift? So I will do a quick recap of who we've got. So well, what first should of all, the gift be this week? Because Oh, great. I mean, it sounds like people want the... Well, one of them already has oh, only the one of them cocoa. Did. One of them's oh, begging for it. Oh, she has it. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And the other one, so we can't give her that because she's begging for it. Okay. I mean... Even though, well, let's see who Bridger picks, then we'll decide. Okay. Yeah. So, Bridger, are we going to send a gift to uh, the sorority sister? Right. That's Megan. Oh, Megan. Are we going to send the gift to the bachelor watching nosy neighbor rear window? Right, right. Or are Gladys we giving it Kravitz. to, um, I'm jealous. <laughs> I My husband might be cheating on me with baked goods. Okay. And we, do we know what the gift is? Well, well, I think we should Rana, decide. Do you have any ideas? I think we should decide who we think needs it, and then we'll tailor the gift. Okay. Okay. You know, I think. Oh, I know it's hard. I know you're going to give it to her anyway. I am too. She's she's got to have it. 
I know. I agree. I hate beggars. <laughs> you are rewarding I bad hate behavior. a dog begging at the table. Of course. Yeah. If the dog didn't beg at the table, I'd bring him a T-bone steak every night. But then right. if he comes and sits next to me, I think, you little schmuck, I'm not giving you yep. anything. Because you're right. I want everyone to know this is this does not start a, tr- a, a Trend. something that becomes no, no, no that can ruin the podcast. Yes, this the right. whole system crumbles if people can panda and beg and get something. Yep. On the other hand, she's yes. twenty one. Yeah. This is all that is is junior high school round two. Pat duh, as yep. they say. Yep. Living in a sorority. All these people are driving her crazy. And also, if we give her the egg cooker, maybe she could have a few less meals with Maria because she can say, oh, I already had breakfast in my room. It's basically a hot plate. You can fully set it up in your room. She can make her eggs in her room for breakfast so she can at least skip breakfast with Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think she's the she's the one. <sighs> you know, this goes against every fiber really of my Ronna being, does Brian. not like these kinds of arrangements. No. She really doesn't. <laughs> I really don't. She doesn't, she doesn't like people um, asking for something and then expecting it to be given to I'm them. I'm into purity and authenticity. I'm not That's into, right. yeah, I'm not into these well, backdoor Rana, who, deals. Who would you have chosen for the gift? Well, the person I mean, who was going to spy on the, a bachelor watcher? Of this, <laughs> of this pack, it's, it's undoubtedly Megan. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. Right. Uh, and also, I mean, look, I also want to acknowledge that this is, and we've said it, but it's a hard, hard time in life. And you yeah. think everyone's having a wonderful time. This goes for all times in life, basically. And they're not. There's a couple of times in life where you feel like you're up, but unless you're totally vapid and vacuous, most of the time, most people feel like they're sort of to the middle or down. And they're just trying to get to the middle, to be content yeah. and to be spending your time doing the things that you love and with the people that you love. And that's all there really is to the whole game of it all meaning life that's right so uh, maybe i'm wrong Bridger. about that. and then beautiful hotels of course i think you, yeah, course. you basically get to go on yeah. one great vacation in your 30s and then the rest of it's <laughs> fine or horrible there we go that's <laughs> says a great the idea. guy that's best friends to. with emma thompson okay that's right so that's take, right so take Bridger that in Weiniger. yeah <laughs> Yeah, not Maria. He's not friends with Maria. He's friends with Emma Thompson. I will never still be friends with Maria. Way. And he still never. feels that way. Bridget Dump Weiniger. Maria. Are you Bridget Weiniger everywhere? Is that your, like your handle for? Yeah, for uh, let's see. Systems? Yeah, you know, you know, I, yeah, Bridger W. Or in, I said no gifts on Instagram. And please listen to I said no gifts. Oh, it's so it's terrific. Such, and it's like a real novel show. It's a unique oh, look, yeah. show with a unique point of view. You're a terrific interviewer. I love your voice. I love listening to your voice. Oh, God bless. Through my ears. Uh, talk about People talk about ASMR. You're, you have a wonderful demeanor and terrific cadence, and I love listening to your voice. Uh, and what day does it come out? Don't say Tuesday. Thursday, so we're not competing. And that's okay. I hate We've podcasts. Got must hear Tuesdays, Tuesdays, must hear Thursdays. Because <laughs> otherwise, we just sort of released my interview questions at the beginning, but none of the rest of the episode. <laughs> you could just cut out all of my audio and then just have those long <laughs> silences. Perfect. That's right. Okay. So it comes right. out on on uh, Thursdays. Now we Thursdays. do one more thing here, and you can either listen to this or not listen to this. We do our cliffhanger. And we just read the cliffhanger. Well, this I think you do want to hear, actually, because I happen to know what this cliffhanger is. Uh, We read it here, then we answer it on Patreon. 
on uh, patreon.com slash ask Ron. So we're just going to, I'm going to read this very, very quickly. And then you can go back to your fabulous life. How does that sound? Beautiful. Dear Ron O'Brien, an esteemed guest, I'm a 39 year old New Yorker, but I've been extremely fortunate to have been able to ride out most of this pandemic year in beautiful Monterey Bay with my wife. Fabulous. Wow. Not bad. Unless Unless you're trying to get to Big Sur. No, you can get to Big Sur oh. from Monterey Bay, but the highway's oh, close. South of that, the oh, highway's going up. Caved in highway. Yeah. 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 A chunk of the highway. That That's a real uh, confidence shaker, isn't it? Oh, yeah. certainly. I mean, we all love Big Sur, but then just a chunk of the highway is going to just fall into the- It I mean, doesn't bode well. Yeah. That's Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. While this lovely and secluded location has somewhat alleviated the stress that we've all been feeling lately, I have had a reignited battle with past depressions that have put some strain on my relationship with others. Case in point, this guy's 39, he has a fabulous fabulous wife, he's living in Monterey Bay, he's obviously doing pretty well, and he's still depressed. This is life, dear Megan, okay? So we learn to cope with it as early as we can. My wife and I have a wonderful marriage, but I sometimes need to get out of my headspace in order to relax. So physical intimacy hasn't been as spontaneous or carefree as it once was, at least during my waking hours. My wife has informed me that routinely for the last few months, I have been getting extremely handsy in my sleep, to say the least. This ranges from light groping, squeezing, and stroking to occasional oral exploration. And even a few times, I have attempted and succeeded at full intercourse all while asleep. I've had no previous issues with sleepwalking or other nocturnal activities. And while I don't vividly remember every dream that I have, I don't think that they have been considerably more sexual of late. I typically have no memory of what I'm doing during the night until my wife tells me in the morning. Only a few nights ago, I woke up to the sensation of her shaking me and asking, are you awake? And when I came to, I discovered that I was lying on top of her. My my concerns of overall consent aside, my wife (laughs) says that she's been enjoying the extra attention and finds this all rather hilarious. I, on the other hand, do not. It's been difficult for me to accept that numerous mental hurdles are preventing me from enjoying regular sex when I'm present, only for it to come so naturally when I'm unconscious. We've tried a few methods to quell this activity, including engaging in various sexual acts just before sleep to get it out of my system. But most of the time, I've been told after the fact that my sleeping body would be hungry for more a few hours later. Should I consider sleeping separately from my wife in order to ensure we, we both can sleep through the nights without these interruptions? Or should I embrace my dreamlike sexual prowess as a new form of intimacy that at the very least my wife seems to enjoy? Any thoughts on the matter would be most welcome. Thank you for all that you do for, uh, Thank you for all you do from the confines of the carriage house. I look forward to mornings when my shades of vanilla will be all the sweeter for having got through a night with a little less guilt over what I might have done. J.P. Wow. Wow. That is a good cliffhanger, Rana. What what I can assure you 
is that we're not <clears throat> qualified to answer this question. What None I can also all. assure you is that we will. Oh, we definitely. I have strong <laughs> yeah. opinions already. Yeah. Uh, this is. I think there are some clear answers here. <laughs> some very clear answers. Sure. Bridger, you're Bridger. an absolute doll. Bridger of Madison County. Yes, the Bridgerton of the Bridger in Bridgerton. You put the Bridger in Bridgerton. Thank yeah. you. It's you're time welcome. somebody said it. Thank you Thank for you. being here with us today. Bless it- you too. So wonderful seeing you. And we adore you. And you and I are going to have a little offline Salt Lake City conversation. Of course. How could I we can, not? I'll be there too. I'll be there. I'll okay. probably put it on mute, but I'll just know that I'm there. <laughs> kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.